Hello, Wise Up listeners, and thank you for tuning in. Wise Up is absolutely, positively amazed that we have the opportunity to talk to John Bellastracci, Northeast Regional Manager of Sumitomo Electric USA, once again. Don't be confused. This is episode 1.7, not 1.6. 1.6 talked to us about the ABCs of ABF, Sumitomo's Airblown Fiber Solution. Now, John's here to talk to us today about what Sumitomo is bringing to the table with other fiber solutions. As John pointed out in the last episode, Airborne fiber is not for everybody. He points out, though, where the benefits were and how they could be applied and all the rigorous training that Sumitomo expects and anticipates their partners to uphold and do. He also went into great lengths and details in episode 1.6, talking about cost savings and safety, uh, especially around healthcare facilities. So we appreciate that, that we have the opportunity to hear from him once again, because Wise Up is wanting to, one, educate while entertain folks about layer one infrastructure. I know it's so earth shattering, right? And uh, But we all hear about these Verizon commercials and other cell phone commercials and 5G networks and AI, IoT solutions. But guess what? None of this happens without a strong foundation about quality products, quality brands, quality solutions, and experienced professionals that can bring it home. So without further ado, John Bellastracci is here to talk to us today again about Sumitomo, a 137-year-old company that's bringing quality products to the table in the U.S. of A. So John, without further ado, what are you here to talk to us today about that you didn't cover in episode 1.6? Morning, Anthony. Thank you for having me again. Today, we are talking about uh, ribbon fiber solutions. Ribbon fiber solutions? Ribbon fiber solutions, Anthony. So we're going to go back a little bit in history again with Sumitomo and why maybe some out there really never heard of us. Sumitomo uh, Electric Lightweight Factory, USA company for 30 years in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and one of the five companies in the world that draw glass. Um, business was 30 years ago, once again, airborne fiber, but it was also the this, their ribbon fiber that they made, all their fiber they made was with a carrier. It was for the Bells of the World, the AT&Ts, now the Verizons, et cetera, et cetera. And all that construction of that fiber uh, was, was ribbon fiber, or a, uh, as you may have it, 12, 24, 36 ribbons in a, in a, in a flat uh, plane bonded across each other. Uh, now, why? For let me let me ask. And I and I and I hate to interrupt uh, um, a genius at work here, uh, but wh- why all that? Why is all that needed? You know, what's the benefit to it? There were very very high pair or fiber counts that were necessary to build out the backbones of everyone's communication, even as far back then. Once you get as far up, high up as a two eighty eight, even today, past that, between. Uh, the amount of construction in that in that fiber, the OD of the fiber, the weight of the fiber became uh, less conducive to use or have the ease of use in the field. You know, we've all seen all those Verizon trucks or any type of trucks out there with those big metal and big wooden reels out in the street. Believe it or not, for many, many years, all that fiber has been ribbon and is about half the OD that it would take uh, to build today with your traditional uh, tight buffer or loose tube fiber, which most of the enterprises. So this is not something new then. 
No, it's it's not new. It's not new technology at all. So it's tested. So it, basic, it's a, basic, yeah, and you would you would splice those fibers as they always have one at a time. Uh, so so back as far as 1996, when Sumitomo first released their first mass fusions, and mass by meaning 12. Uh, from then on, those carriers and anyone using ribbon fiber were able to splice 12 fibers at once, almost in the same amount of time that you could splice one single fiber, okay? But as time went on, um, you know, the enterprise stayed and still is very uh, embedded in type buffer technology, loose tube technology. Um, it's really not that labor friendly, those type uh, of uh, solutions or those type of cables. Uh, back not too long ago, I want to say we were in 2020, I would go back as far as 15, 16, 2015, 2016. Um, Sumitomo realized that that carrier business is not where they wanted to be in the market anymore uh, and decided to go into data center and enterprise. But in going into data center and enterprise, uh, they are going, or they are into this market with ribbon. Okay. So so you're only uh, making, are you only you making, know, or should about, say, John, if, if I may, um, so Sumitomo's only manufacturing the ribbon fiber, right? Or, or is it the connectivity as well that supports that? If you're a conventional, yeah, if you're conventional, let's call it conventional ribbon uh, or conventional fiber. Yes, it's only ribbon that we manufacture. We manufacture plenum, riser, low smoke, zero hal, indoor, outdoor, just as much as any other manufacturer does, only inside of our two, inside of our, our, our jacketing is either flat ribbons or what we call freeform, pliable, bend insensitive. Uh, but that's the, yes, that's the only fiber and as, that we produce today. And as you pointed out in the last episode, when I had you on, you, you clearly uh, had made mention about glass um, from the uh, raw materials of what Sumitomo is doing. So if you would just touch base on that again, um, because I think that is uh, somewhat of an importance uh, that people understand, whether it be ribbon fiber solutions or airborne fiber solutions, Sumitomo and their position in raw materials. Sumitomo is a uh, fiber optic glass manufacturer, along with uh, four other major manufacturers know about, know of. Uh, of course, Corning, Draca, Vessin. Uh, five of us in the world, we uh, are always... Uh, very, very tippity top manufacturer of uh, single mode or single mode glass solutions with our ribbons, which in today's world, as we know, uh, although we make, we manufacture multi-mode, uh, you know, all the OMs and still 62.5, the single mode market is here. It looks like it's here to stay. The electronics are down. So more and more uh, of this uh, type of glass, glass is needed. Right. So uh, with that understanding a little bit more about uh, ribbon fiber construction. Construction, as I mentioned, you know, the plenums, the low smokes, they're, they're all basically have to pass the same standards that everyone's glass and jacketing has to pass. Right. Only because it's ribbon, and a lot of it is freeform ribbon, RODs are most half the size of uh, your conventional cables once you start getting into the higher ribbon counts. Now, for for the configuration, what, what are we talking about? in the highest form of the count yeah we work backwards we uh we're involved in ultra high fiber we're involved with data centers ultra high the hyper data centers so our biggest uh, our largest uh, offering today that we work with some users on is a 6912 fiber or 6912 as we call it in an one in one half inch jacket this is in a Basically half inch jacket 69 
almost seven. I mean, uh, over it, uh, all the way down to 12 strand. Um, we, we don't, you know, this is not a solution for anybody needing just a couple of strands or six strands, or well, even 12 sometimes, although we make 12. You know, 6,900 strand count. It, how do you splice that? It's a free form ribbon. They are um, separated in 12s, like I mentioned before, spliced with a mass fusion, same mass fusion splicer you'd use for a flat ribbon 12 or anything else. The highest splice splicer that I know of and I think in the market today is. So and, that's yes, also, and that's also manufactured by Sumitomo. By Sumitomo. Okay. Um, of course, training always. We're always working with our contract. We certify uh, in what's that. The, well, what's the program? And I know you've mentioned on the airborne fiber solution in the past, but what is the training um, process of, with Sumitomo um, for the ribbon fiber solution for a contractor community? It's your standard certified installer solution. So you walk in, you walk into a contractor's office, you, you slap on the desk a certificate of authenticity. Yeah, like most other <laughs> manufacturers, you sign it across and then you are one. No, actually, we're very stringent with that, as you know, on the airborne side with the licensing. But this side is is basically, you know, we'll, we'll work with a contractor. You know who you're working with uh, through a network. And uh, we will train them, certify them, and they can be... Uh, part of the rebate program as well uh, for Sumitomo. So just so everybody understands, you know, Sumitomo is not just a fiber optic manufacturer or a glass manufacturer. I mean, when you talk about 6,912 fibers and hyper data center, uh, now we start talking about uh, how are we bringing this in? How are we managing this? How are we splicing? Which I just told you with our own splicers that we had a lineup of five different splicers fit whatever's needed in the market. Uh, we also, you know, we have cabinets. Uh, Stand-up cabinets for some of these data centers that hold over 42,000 fibers in a, in a cabinet. So, you know, we're going from hyper data all the way down to a, a 1U sliding shelf uh, that would hold cassettes or adapter panels or, you know, any now, sing- can I ask? Can I ask yeah. this question, John? So what type of customer or client or end user, if you will, would need 42,000 fiber, you know, in your experience, are they, I know there's a lot of NDAs out there, so I'm not going to hold you to the fire, but if there's anybody that you could mention uh, that our listeners are familiar with, um, or even a vertical that you would see it, like in the last time that we had you on, you talked about airborne fiber and healthcare facility for, you know, the purposes of HEPA tents and avoiding that, or the fact of OPEX of patient flow, CapEx versus OPEX and patient flow. But what type of vertical or is this like traders? Is this uh, retail? I mean, 42,000 fiber cabinet, that's a, that's a lot of strength. Today's world, uh, you know, we've all, everybody has backup. And a lot of people have backup, and depending on their infrastructure and how they're working, that, that could one. We, we, we're allowed to say the names of it. Everybody knows who they are. How, how much does it cost? Uh, how much would it cost Amazon even in a 10-minute in a, in a span if their, system, if their systems went down? So, you know, you're talking about the Amazons of the world, the Microsofts of the world, the Facebooks of the world, the demand. You know, everyone, we, we, we didn't grow up, or at least I didn't. I pushed my age here, but we didn't have a cell phone. First thing I ever got when I was old enough to go to work and get out on the road was a beeper. Right, one, two, three, well, nine, one, one. <laughs> Nobody even, half, half the youngins don't even know what a payphone is now, but right. every little child, including our, you know, month, you know, how many month old granddaughter or, you know, your little girl or whatever, right. they all know how to use these cell phones like they knew before they even got here. 
Right. So they know better than we do. So all of that demands bandwidth. And all that bandwidth goes back to those types of companies. And, so, and I'm sure customers like you mentioned, like Amazon, Microsoft, they have some stringent requirements or processes in place that you know your company was able to adhere to quickly on a dime. Uh, to some degree, support their needs because... Yeah, I, I wouldn't lie to you. We're not proprietary, but we do a good amount there. But, you know, your, your carriers today, your, the carriers of today, it's the cellular, it's the bandwidth on your phone. It's uh, all the apps that you're looking up. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the demand for communication and speed demands um, types of uh, solutions. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's also for your regular who's got an office building, who's got uh, a factory. I mean, there, there's, there, the, the solutions are endless. At the end of the day, you need to understand, if you're an end user, that uh, the cost of the materials are basically close, okay? But we're using a lot less space in your infrastructure, a lot less space in your pathway if you're, if, if you're uh, you know, a, a school or something like that as well. Or, you know, there's, there's so much more to it. You're... you're Cost due to the labor aspect of uh, ribbon fiber would, would also go down. So you know it, it would be a hard look uh, at uh, every, you know changing what you're doing today. But understand, all this glass mm -hmm. meets certain telecordia specifications. I don't care who the manufacturer is, and they all meet those specifications. So at the end of the day, the glass uh, that you all will be using none. One piece of glass is really not better than the other piece of glass. It's all the same glass that gets you know, pushed down to the manufacturers and then jacketed after they draw the glass. So, uh, you know, for the contractor, I mean, talking about, talking about labor, I mean, I was one. You guys are getting killed. You're not getting paid. You're not able to pay as best as you wanted to back in the day. You're getting killed. You're getting 90, 120. GCs are constantly looking for value engineered. Right. You know, I could do a simple mathematical equation and tell you that, you know, a 288 strand fiber terminating both ends, one, one fiber at a time is 576 splices multiplied by your labor rate or your labor cost versus 48 labor splice. And yes, the 48 may take a little bit longer per slice, per slice than one single. We'll, we'll give you that much. But the savings, I don't know, I worked on a one contract. We had about $12,000 in labor uh, for the 288 uh, singles. And when we figured ours out, it was like 1700 labor. So there, there's your numbers. I mean, you need to go win work. You need to go earn more money. I mean, you know, there's got to be a little bit more margin in everyone's life. So if you're able to afford to save the end user a little bit of money and win that contract with the GC, because you're a little bit, you know, wiser as to how to do this type of fiber, there'll be more margin in it for you as well. Yeah, no, everybody, definitely uh, quality contractors out there, then they're, they're looking at solutions to, to value engineer. Um, they're, they're not looking to be uh, too uh, bullish where they perceive to be a pig because they, as they know, pigs get slaughtered. You're only going to win one opportunity. You, you want to, and, and you point this out in the last time we spoke, uh, you want to, you know, win the, uh, not the opportunity, but you want to win the account. So the long time that you show that you are the trusted advisor, you are supporting the needs um, and you show that value engineering. And, and that's something that I think you, as well as Sumitomo brings to the table here. And, it, and it, uh, I, again, I can't stress this enough, the, the amount of uh, verticals that you fall into, but pointing out, uh, especially the, the customers like Amazon and Microsoft, the, these customers, they're, you know, doing business, you know, in the millisecond. 
and you know what's the cost of downtime to a, to an end user like that you know one minute versus eight minutes you know how much transactional business could they lose um, as I'm talking to you I, I had to order things from Amazon right now so I know um, you know many as, people, as we all do you know many people are, are doing this as they listen to this podcast they could probably order something from Amazon so um, you know what's the cost of downtime when it comes to dealing with um, the uh, fourth level data centers and enterprise network solutions that you guys could offer in the hyperscale data center as well. And I know you guys have outside, inside building and so forth. So there's a, there's a lot going on uh, in the market. As you point out, um, a lot of the, the glass parameters, everybody's pretty much doing the same thing. It's the value of engineering is different you're doing uh, to stay, you know, somewhat ahead of the curve because at the end of the day, it's going to be the devices that change the direction of how manufacturing is done. But you point out a very, uh, you know, robust number like 69, you know, 6,900 fibers, 6,912 is to be exact. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And the mass fusion splicer, um, splicing racks, your panels, your cassettes. Talk to me a little bit about your connection. Let me pick it up a little bit from there. I don't want to make it. I don't. I don't want to make it a commercial, but I do. I do need to explain that. You can go ribbon fiber with us. You can get everything from, you know, of course, we're one of the only few in the world that makes splice on connectors. Well, and that's what I was just going to say. I was saying, talk to me about those, uh, those connectors that you guys make. I, I hear a- There's only a few manufacturers in the entire world that make splice on connectors. So, uh, ours are a real deal. You also need to understand that we make, we do preterm solutions, preterm panels, 2U, 288 and the 2U. Dense spaces, um, stubs on a, uh, a panel that, let's say, a 144 cable uh, that, that's pre-terminated on one end with a pulling iron on the other on a pallet that's actually a lazy Susan. So a contractor can pull that cable through that conduit and have one side of it already pre-terminated for labor saving, okay? Uh, you know, uh, sliding enclosures, you know, 1U, 2U, 3U, 4U, we can gang them. Like I said, adapter panels, cassettes, uh, LGX cassettes, heavy duty cassettes, or high density, I should say, or, and MPO cassettes, uh, pigtails, breakup kits. We, we make all the entire solution, but we also make that, and I don't want to confuse anybody, we make those solutions, not with our ribbon fiber, we make splice on connectors for tight buffer and loose tube. We make cassettes for tight buffer and loose tube. It's most of the enterprise market. Right. We, we will make preterm or panels or stubs and do whatever needs to be done with loose tube and tight buffer. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that this is a commercial, but from a perspective, you know, educating the the list and the value add, and you you point out a lot of time not not about the but about the labor saving. I think that that touches a lot of people as far as not indecent or you know, I don't want to offend anybody because you know being politically correct is what I'm known for, uh, unlike some other people. Um, I I can't. Uh, stress enough that you know both in this episode as well as the previous episode you talk about labor savings what your company you know able to achieve with some of the solutions that they bring to market so again it's it's a educating the listeners on uh, wising up on quality products quality brands through quality partners from a design and implementation uh, process uh, having the the trusted advisor role uh, wise up is bringing that to the table with with folks like yourself and allowing them to educate the masses and and understand the, the value prop on the, the solutions that you're bringing to the table from Sumitomo today. Um, 
John, what else do you want to, I mean, I had two episodes. I, I, I don't know what else we could talk about. Well, uh, we have to figure something out. So we'll have to get Sumitomo to make a third uh, product. <laughs> no, uh, just, just mentioning, like I said, splice on connectors we did. And of course, alignment machines with a service department of seven days a week, 365 days a year, uh, 24 seven. So there, there's nowhere where you can't be stuck on a job or no time. We're not either plugged in through the web if, if need be with you or, uh, something needs to be swapped out within 24 hours or whatever, but that's part of the program. Once you come into our family of uh, equipment and splicers, and and where could where could folks here learn more about uh, your ribbon fiber solutions or airborne fibers for that matter, or just in general Sumitomo? Uh, where should they go? Um, what what's the their address best address? www.sumitomoelectric.com. All right. Well, well, folks, uh, I thank you, everybody, again, for tuning in. And as I see, the listeners have increased week in, week out. Um, I hope everybody's safe, healthy, happy, doing, going about their day uh, as best as they can, as this is the, you know, the new world, the new norm that we live in, remote working. Um, but again, I'm Anthony Romeo. This is Wise Up. Special thanks to uh, Sumitomo Electric uh, USA and Northeast Regional Manager John Belastracci for episode 1.7. John, thank you so much. Anthony, thank you for having me. Talk to you soon.